All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We are back. This is the Inside Dirt Show, episode number two. This is the app and review for round one of the 2019 MX Nationals. Joe Stevens here as your host, as always. And uh, the people have spoken. We had a lot of great feedback, a lot of positive, uh, a lot of positive coming from this first uh, episode we did with the preview show. And consequently, we've got Duran Stapleton back in studio. Duran, welcome. The people have spoken. You're a big, uh, big hit with everybody. Pretty surprised at that, to be honest, but it's nice to be back uh, talking about the race on the weekend, uh, and we've got a good show coming up. I'm looking forward to it. No, it's good, mate. I think uh, from what we've discussed, we're going to have you as a pretty regular co-host, and I think a lot of the listeners are going to be uh, pretty stoked on that. Now, I just want to take the time real quickly, guys, before we get going. I really want to thank everybody that's listened to the first uh, podcast we did, the show from last week, which was the uh, preview show for the MX Nationals season. We had a lot of great numbers, uh, certainly a lot more than I was expecting to get on our first um, our first podcast show. So I really want to thank everyone for sharing, subscribing. You know, I had, walking around the pits on Saturday, I had so many people in the industry coming up to me and and and, uh, and saying, you know, what a good thing it was. So I really want to thank everybody for that. And let's keep that momentum going, guys, because like I said in the previous show, this is just going to get bigger and better. We're still figuring out this format. We're still getting things moving, getting it off the ground. And um, I'm really excited to see where this podcast is going to go this year. So thanks again. If you're a new listener, make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you hit subscribe. Get it out there. Share it. And we will keep this show moving. So, Duran, let's get into it. This is the Appen Review Podcast Show. And we probably need to talk about the muddiest race in possibly the entire history of the MX Nationals. I don't think that is an exaggeration. It was very wet. Not at all. It was uh, probably the muddiest race I've seen uh, for an outdoor for, you know, a long time. I don't think I've ever raced something that muddy. So to uh, have that as a first round, it's totally a bummer. But, you know, it can't do much about it. We've had drought in, you know, pretty much all of Australia. And then we hold a motocross race and all of a sudden it rains. It's the irony of it, isn't it? Um, been drought all over the East Coast. <laughs> we go to the first round of MX Nationals. And unfortunately, we have all sorts of rain now. Um Let's talk about the circuit real quick. Appen, it's notoriously hilly. It's a clay-based circuit. It's very rutty, uh, off-cambered, technical. Definitely not the kind of racetrack you want a torrential downpour around. I'm sure you've spun many laps there over the years racing. Um, you know, the water just holds at the bottom of the hills. Like, can you, in your experience, you imagine how wet it is when you're MX2 in your first practice and they've ripped it deep and watered it and, like, magnified that by 100. That's what those guys were having to go through. Over the years, I've, I've raced Appen, yeah, a few times, and I've had a few different circuits there with how they've prepared it, and it looked like on the weekend they'd ripped it quite deep. Uh, I'm not sure if they didn't know that there was going to be all that rain, but I've been, I think it was 2013, it wasn't ripped deep, and then every other year it has, so... Um, well, they, look, uh, they ripped it, they opened it up. I wouldn't say they ripped it as deep as they usually do. Uh, was that a mistake? Well, clearly at this point, yes, it didn't work out. Pretty easy to say that now. It is. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. But at the same time, I feel like even if you left that circuit completely sealed and poured concrete on it, it was still going to be a mudder. Because like to put it in perspective for you guys that didn't get to the race, for you, you listeners at home, you know, we got there Saturday. It had rained a lot of the week. It rained Saturday when we got to the airport. It was already raining in Sydney. It stopped early afternoon. We got a few hours rest, and then it was raining again when we went to the restaurant to eat dinner. We went to bed, and I woke up maybe early hours of the morning. The rain was bouncing off the gutters, flooding the car park, nearly flooding our room at one point. Like, it wasn't just rain, Duran. It was it was like a storm, and it pretty much let off for a couple of hours Sunday morning, but it rained the entire day, and it did not let off. Yeah, I tuned into NRG TV, and even Aiden doing the cross at the start line, 
uh, with a few interviews with some of the writers. It was <laughs> it was raining then, and I was just like, oh, damn. I just tuned in, and I was like, this is going to be bad. And then they panned out to the track and the race and the amount of standing water was I was unbelievable. I was just like, damn, this is such a bummer for round one. It, and that's the thing. It's disappointing because it's round one. There's so much hype. And, and for us, you know, um, at the end of the day, we're all fans as much as we're involved in the industry. We want to see a good race. And the mudder, it just doesn't let that happen, you know. But ironically, we're going to get into the results here in just a minute. But there was some crazy racing action going on for every win, nearly in every class. So I guess we can't say it was boring. Um, it was a little hard to commentate on it on GTV because I really couldn't see who was who. There was just uh, mud monsters riding around. I think you got to look at the positives in every situation. And, you know, in a couple of weeks' time at Wonthaggy, we pretty much get another round one. Everyone's going to be not sure where they're going to like where they're going to fare and uh, where they're sitting with their pre-season prep. So. That's right. I think, and what you said there is so true, it's like a double-edged sword as far as the guys that did well in the mud, they're going to take that confidence in and go, okay, well, if I win in the gnarliest conditions of the year, I can do it again on a dry track. This is no problem. But then the guys kind of get an asterisk against their name that won in the mud because it was a mud race and it's not, you know, everyone says it's a great equaliser and if, if you get a good start, anyone can win. So that's like a 50-50. But then also you had a lot of factory guys, a lot of top riders outside of the top 10 and they're going to be looking for redemption. And in their mind, they're saying, well, it was a mud race. That doesn't count. Like, wash me at round two. Well, when we see the top guys up in, like, in a mud race and they get results, you just think it's expected uh, and it's no big deal. But... When we see the like, there's some of the guys that we didn't expect in that top ten, um, and that's awesome to see. They're probably going to go into round two thinking that they can do that again, uh, and then there's those guys like you said that had bad rounds, and they're going to be wanting to come into round two to get uh, a bit of redemption. And it's lucky that they did do that only like one moto because the people who have got a bad result aren't in too much of a hole. They put themselves in a hole, you know, for the next nine rounds trying to get some more points and gain that gain those points they lost but um yeah that was the saving grace it was one moto so if you had a 15th or an 18th it wasn't two motos we 18th overall technically you're only 18th points in one moto but like we said guys this is the review show for round one of 2019 mx nationals at appen on inside dirt we've got a big lineup tonight todd waters is going to be on in just a second to talk about his day the moto one winner and consequently the overall winner for the mx1 class jai roberts is going to be on talking about his moto win in mx2 and then we are going to have a quick chat about the mxd class to wrap things up but on the line with me right now let's get into it um todd waters welcome to the show thanks for coming on no worries, mate. So, Todd, i gotta, I got to come out right now and ask. You had probably the most mud I've ever seen in a rider's eyes when you took your helmet off at the end of that race. Um, how are you doing today with all that? Yeah, well, uh, pretty much was a massive stitch up from my, my side of things. I I prepared myself well. I had two sets of goggles, so I put my first set of roll-offs on, and then I put a second set over the top. So, uh, going through the first turn, the first few laps, I can just tear that set of goggles off and now I've got a clean set underneath. Uh, but unfortunately, I didn't make it to the first corner. I come together with um, Malros and ended up second best. I was head first in the big puddle and it uh, just drenched uh, all inside my helmet, both sets of goggles. So I had to turf those and come from the back of the pack let's, um, with no goggles on. Let's talk about that crash because you went down pretty hard. Like It looked like Hayden got squirrely off the edge of the track there on that start. Uh, and then when he dropped back in, it just took your front wheel out from under you, like third gear wide open. And, um, yeah, looking at the replay, you hit the ground hard. 
Yeah, it was, um, you know, there was a, our gates were going to one rut and I kind of wish there was a tyre wall there because <laughs> my, uh, my main focus was to get to that rut and as soon as I jumped out, I turned left and shut Malroth out and um, must have pushed him up onto the grass and he got great drive and then uh, dropped back in on me and took me front wheel out. So before I knew it, I was on my head. Um, that's just, you know, we can't control anything. It's uh, very muddy and um, I tried to come out on top, but I come out second best. So it was unfortunate. But um, in saying that, you know, I, was, I wasn't nervous, but I get really excited. You know, my excitement level goes through the roof when I race um, and that's something that I really have to work on. So um, I'm always trying to calm myself down because I just, I love racing my bike and, and being at big races. So uh, being on the start line, I felt myself getting a little bit revved up and um, excited, just wanting to blow everything out and, and uh, go carve it up. And so coming down in the first turn, um, kind of settled everything down and made me go into the relaxed mode that I ride well in. Um, kind of, you know, I'm, I'm last, so let's just click gears and go straight down the middle of the track through all the mud and uh, just go hard you know not one there wasn't one thought in the back of my mind about crashing and um it was probably one of the fun um, races i've ridden you didn't go down again after that first uh, turn crash right you stayed up the rest of the motor yeah that's right yeah, yeah. i kept it up on two wheels and um it's pretty yeah, impressive it was fun. It was, more more to me good. what was impressive is that you went down on that first um turn now Obviously, I'm in the uh, the commentary, the TV booth with the NRG TV. I don't get to see a lot of what goes on on the first lap away from the, the front of the pack, but you carved everybody up in a couple laps and you were back towards the front. So how did you get that done on those first few laps? Well, I guess everyone's probably trying to stay out of the roost and that kind of stuff. Well, I had no goggles on, so I couldn't get my goggles dirty. So I was just <laughs> going full gas. Everyone was going like it was very kind of inside-inside, like there was... Um, kind of mud, but then it would go to kind of a bit of an inside mud rut. Um, and I was just, they're like five dudes following each other, and I just went straight through the middle and cut in front of them. Like, and then next corner, I think I passed another five. So it's <laughs> like um, Wilson Todd's dad was like, man, in two corners, you pass 10 people, like just straight down the middle of the track, um, straight through all the mud where there was no line. I was just pretty much jet skiing. So, um, and that's one thing much, that like we could touch on would be, um, you know, I was watching you in a lot of the sections of the track. Like once, you know, I guess we don't need a play-by-play, but, you know, you got from way back in the pack, you started making passes. I didn't really see you until all of a sudden, you know, the live timing was lagging a bit with the weather and the bad reception. And and then all of a sudden, you know, we just seen you pop in the screen on the, on the show. Um, and you were really utilizing, you know, your feet, your butt wasn't just back and, and you weren't just standing up. It was like your feet were almost behind the foot pegs and you were kind of... <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but you're like aquaplaning the front wheel, even through that double doubles double section before the finish. Um, you were keeping that front wheel so light, and it just looked way more efficient than what everybody else was doing. And clearly, because you were carrying so much more speed. Yeah, it's. Um, I've been working a lot of my technique since I've been over in Europe, and it kind of helped me a lot there, just getting my weight sort of more even over the whole bike. Uh, but pretty much what helped me a lot was I was trying to carry my momentum and the Husqvarna's got a really strong engine. It's really talky but smooth. So uh, you can carry your third gear and just carry momentum around. Uh, and it's kind of like a tractor. So the biggest thing where I made my time up was I was jumping all the jumps. Um, like I was going tabletop, tabletop, and 
was going double, double, double through the whoops. And then when I caught up to Hayden, I kind of struggled because he'd roost me coming out of the corners. And then I'd try and jump the tabletop and I'd come up short a bit. And um, and then he was not getting the double through the whoops. And, like, it was difficult to get my flow back happening again. Um, yeah, and it looked like that. It looked so like that, once you caught him... It's exactly what you just said. You'd take a run at him and then you'd get filled in. You'd have to drop back a couple of bite lengths, kind of press reset, and that, that flow we saw you catch him with. I think I think the two laps that you caught him on the live time and you were 12 seconds a lap faster around there than the rest of the field. Um, but, you know, with no goggles, like you said, once you caught him, it was. It looked to me at one point after you tried to make a bunch of moves and it wasn't happening, did you kind of settle for second or, or were you trying to protect your eyes or what went through your head? Yeah, I actually couldn't see. Like it was um, the whole race was like that. It was, you know, it was just blurry and uh, quite white from all the mud in my eyes. Um, it wasn't ideal, but um, at the same time, you know, it's, it's kind of a sickening feeling that you enjoy it. Like I have fun out there. Um, <laughs> that's probably why I ride mud well. Uh, when I was in Europe, I always did well in the mud races. Um, it's crazy. That, sounds uh in europe it's always muddy i thought i was going to get my butt kicked but i actually rode well in the mud so i think it's more because i enjoy it when i get to the track and it's muddy i'm like oh yeah this is gonna be fun like i'm gonna cruise around and i think um, you have to enjoy the process in the mud if if you say at the start of the day it's going to be a bad day then usually you're going to have a bad day right yeah that's it hey mate it's just uh dran here uh you touched on that the the, uh, husky is so good and talky um, you've obviously argue, arguably been on one of the best bikes in the world last year over in Europe. Uh, can you just touch on the being with a new team with DPH Husqvarna and how's that all going? Yeah, it's um, it's a hard question to answer because I feel like riders grow up on bikes and they develop their riding styles for certain bike companies and that's what they gel to. Um, Myself, I've rode KDMs my entire junior career, up in the senior. Uh, then I went with Honda for a few years, and then I was back on KDM and Husky. Uh, so when I hopped back on the Husky, it just felt like I was kind of at home. Like, the engine works really well for me. Uh, the front ends are really stable, and you can see that in the mud. Uh, probably if you watch Hayden and myself, the front ends on KDM and Husky are so stable. They just They're just solid through everything. And it makes them really easy to ride in the mud and in the sand. Uh, so when I kind of hop on the other brand bikes, the engines, are, the power's a little bit different. It's more aggressive, like um, kind of when you hit the throttle, the things want a wheelie. And uh, I don't have the best throttle control. I ride up a gear and just try and carry my speed. So when you give me a bike that's a bit like a two-stroke, I'm not um, not used to it, I guess. I'm not so good at it and the front ends are kind of a bit more unstable um, for my liking. So that's basically just a bit of a quick rundown on on the different bikes. So pretty much I, I went down January. They gave me a dead standard Husqvarna with, um, with a suspension. I did one day with cruise tune, and we put a silencer on it. And I went off riding, and I was just like, wow, this thing is so fun to ride. Like, I just couldn't ride it enough. I just kept burning fuel drums after fuel drums and uh basically that suspension setup is we haven't done another day of testing i flew down on wednesday rode the race bike we've got 
bits and you know some small modifications to the engine um and suspension's just done one day with cruise tune and i'm loving the bike it's good oh, that's awesome uh last week on the show we uh were talking about you and we said we hadn't really heard too much of you you know coming into the pre-season and obviously last year you did have a couple injuries while you were overseas uh, you're saying you get you got on the bike in January. How was your your preseason? And um, did you actually have any injuries that kept you off the bike coming into the season? No, my my preseason's probably, you know, I was kind of bummed out that it was muddy because um, I've kind of nailed my preseason this year. I'm quite happy with it, and I'm keen to get out there and go racing because, you know, I injured myself in Europe and the guys are insanely fast. I wasn't prepared, you know, in the past, I was over there doing a Tony Chena shift and preparing in the country like Mitch Evans is doing right now. Uh, to, so to fly in kind of halfway through their championship is, it's a tough, tough thing to, to try and handle, especially with an injury on top of that. Um, so I kind of just wiped it and just went, you know what, um, my partner Jill and I were just like, man, this is going to be our preseason. We got 10 GPs. We're going to build our fitness through this. We got two day formats. Um, we get a lot of riding in, a lot of experience. We're going to use this. We're going to go home, have a few weeks off, and then we're going to start our bike training block. And then that's going to lead into January, get our bike. And I've done uh, three preseason races in a row. Um, so, you know, we've got the ball rolling. It's all. Um, going along pretty good and you know the team's doing everything they can to back me um and like i said it's very easy I'm, when i'm happy with the bike you don't hear from me um until i need parts and that's uh pretty much how it is obviously i touch base with them but i'm just uh tearing tearing parts up at the moment it's good. It seems like it's working for you judging by uh it takes a lot of confidence to ride the mud like that, like you said. So you're obviously feeling at home with your setup and at home with the team. Um, so let's jump back into the actual race. Now, a um, bit of controversy there at the end. Uh, you know, technically you crossed the finish line in second. Um, at what point did you find out that you'd actually won the moto and that um, Hayden had that uh, penalty for um, for cutting the track? Man, to be honest, I didn't see anyone else. So I seen Metcalf and... Uh, I caught up to Luke Cloud and he dropped it right in front of me going up to one, up the hill, one of the jumps. Um, so I honestly, I caught up to Melros and I'm like, man, I must be in like fifth or something. Like, oh, wow. I so you had no him. idea that you were um, nah. almost leading the race? No, I had no idea because um, I'd come around and they, believe it or not, it's raining. So the pit board's running. Like it was difficult to see the pit board. I've got no goggles on as it is. <laughs> yeah, I like I said, so, I don't know uh, how you could see anything with how your face looked at the end of that moto. Yeah, it was, it was just crazy. So um, I kind of come over the finish line and I was like, oh, like Hayden's looking back at me and he's the only dude sitting there. Like he's pulling up. I'm like, where is everyone? Wow. So um, it was a great, you know, it was a good feeling to to come over and um, and get the news of that. But that's just natural from a mud race. you got to understand, I, I went down and I was head first. I didn't even make the first corner. I was halfway down the straight and I was head first in the puddle um, to then taking off and getting um, a hose wrapped around my back wheel and front wheel. So to then having to pull that out and then go, like, you know, I didn't really expect to 
be able to catch those dudes. And um, so the weekend turned out amazing for me. Unfortunate, it was only one race, um, you know, but saying that turned out really well for myself. Um, good for some, not so good for others, but overall, I'm looking forward to round two. I love one taggy. Um, that was my next question. Now, track. Does that give you... Um just going to wrap this one up here in a second, mate. Um, yeah. But does that give you a little bit of added confidence moving into round two? I mean, like you said, you're feeling great with your preseason, but uh, to start start the championship off on the podium in such gnarly conditions, you know, that's got to be a good mental boost heading into uh, the sand at Wani in a couple of weeks. Yeah, like it was, a, it's always nice to win, you know, but uh, when I ride well, it's purely focused on myself and I don't care who's in the race. And that's, the mindset I'm in at the moment, like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm the only dude on the start line. I'm just racing myself. Um, and as long as I get the best out of myself, um, you know, I'm satisfied and I can go home and work on stuff. So overall, I think I'm in a really good mind, mind space at the moment. Um, I've got big goals this year. Uh, we're wanting to head over to the States and do, in the break, the first three rounds. Um, yeah, I'd heard rumours about that, but I didn't know if that was just pit talk. So that's something you're, you're actively looking at doing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's something Cody Cooper is most likely going to come over as well, and we're going to do it together. And um, So, you know, we've got got big goals. Um, MX Nationals is, you know, a massive, massive thing for me this year. I want to do well, and that's my main focus. Um, and I feel going to the States is going to help me sort of snowball that throughout the remaining five rounds um, after the break. So it's it's exciting. It also gives me a bit of excitement to go race the best guys in the world and um, try and try and lift my game. That's the main thing. So everything's based around I've got a program set and it's all based around me. And um, so I like, at the end of the day, I like one daggy. It's sand and gets rough and you need to be quite fit, um, carrying momentum, so it suits my style. Um, so basically, I'm going there to have some fun and show the work that I've done during the week. Well, I think, uh, like you just said, um, with your mindset and how you're approaching this year, I think a lot of young riders listening to this show could certainly learn a lot from, uh, from everything you just said there to finish. Um, mindset's everything, and you certainly sounds like you've got it. Uh, I guess that's experience talking there. You've been around a long time, and... Um, bringing that into this season certainly working for you unfortunately top we've got to run mate we've got a few other guests on the show and we've got to talk about the results in every class but uh thank yep. you very much for coming on the show and we look forward to seeing uh, what you got for us in a few weeks at one thaggy mate awesome guys look forward to it thanks for having me no worries Todd. thank I'll you speak soon see ya yeah all right guys todd waters there on the inside dirt show uh, race one and overall winner and uh Tell you what, Duran, he sounds like he is in a very good place mentally right now. Yeah, I was quite surprised that he won on the weekend. I know it was mud, uh, but yeah, like we said last week, he didn't have a great year last year, so it was kind of unknown of what he was going to do, and it's looking like he's going to make this series pretty interesting, and he's going to be a contender. Yeah, I like what he was saying there. As far as he's concerned, he's racing his own race. He's not concerned about who else is there on the track and and in the pits, and um you know yourself, Duran, as a racer, you really have to focus on your own program. And, and that experience he's got now, looks like it's working for him. He's basing himself in Queensland still, not really in the scene, but it's working for him. And uh, like we said, Todd Waters there on the show, round one winner, and we're definitely going to see him in a big way um, coming into one daggy hot for round two now. Sorry, just getting these results up on screen. Let's take a look. 
Todd Waters was your motor winner. Hayden Melros, um, second place. Probably a little bit disappointed. Um, I wanted to touch on this because if I was Hayden, he just went out and he got his first win in the 450 class. He crossed the finish line first. Yeah, and he to be told that you're not the winner, man, Hayden's a classy guy. He, uh, he took it well. He yeah, I would be well. throwing hands if that was me. <laughs> but um, I think, like, he's so classy in all of his interviews. He's just accepted it. I think we've seen it, you know, in Supercross a few years ago. He had that bike blow up, lost the championship, no fault of his own. Had a little five-second tantrum and then just complete class went over. Yeah, he was on like, live TV. And he, yeah, yeah, this has happened yeah. a few times where he's been on TV. It's not and, his first rodeo. Yeah, yeah, and he just showed that, you know, uh, he did get the win taken, but he's going to be in this for the long haul and he's going to be contender. I was in, you know what impressed me is that, he, you know, he, like we said on the preview show, right, he raced the 2014, he was on Raceline. It was Suzuki back then. He was your teammate. I think he was seventh or eighth in the series, top technically. I think he was top privateer, uh, however they did it back then. Um, but he's always been known as a Supercross guy because he spent so much time in the States, you know, West Coast. Um, he had that ride uh, with the 5150 energy team on the Yamahas. But technically, you know, and I said this to him on the podium when we interviewed him, I said, I guess you've answered the question that you're not just a Supercross guy because to be able to ride that kind of mud, you've got to have outdoor skills. I think it shows he's had a good off-season. He's uh, got a good team, really good support behind him. And to be over here the entire summer, he wasn't in America trying to do any races or that. He was literally just here training for the the MX Nationals in our series here. So uh, I think it shows he's had a good pre-season and he was obviously riding really well. He worked good, good starts, good bike. He's happy with everything. And I think we're going to see a lot from Melros uh, the rest of the season, round two. Uh, you know, what's he going to bring? That's going to be the interesting question. Now, third was a pretty quiet ride for Gibbsy uh, now on the CDO Yamaha. The number five rider, third position. Interviewed him on the podium. Just pretty calm and collected. Well, uh, that interview that Aiden did after the at the finish of the race, I was surprised how he was so pumped with his result. He was almost relieved that he got out of that mud with a third place, and he was looked in that interview so confident heading into round one. Uh, sorry, round two next in a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, I think the anxiety of um, you can't win the championship at the first round, but when it's a mudder like that, you sure as uh, sure as all can put yourself in a big hole with a mechanical, with getting yourself stuck literally in a rut that we saw a few riders have happened. Um, so for Kerr Gibbs, third, maybe not an amazing result as far as someone who's used to winning races and winning championships, but man, as far as a base for the rest of the season, getting out of there with third in the points, that's that's a win in itself. Well, I think for him, everyone was talking. He was expected to be the championship guy. Probably a lot of pressure. Yeah, So and going over to the new team, that team is always you know expected to win. So for him to come out of th- uh, round one with a third in the mud, he looks so relieved. I think we're going to see a lot from Gibbs at Wontaggy in a few weeks. Um, now, number 24 of Brett Metcalf. We talked to him on the preview show just last week, Duran. Broken back. Um, I saw his first ride on the bike on Thursday. He was out at uh, Park 4MX. He looked fast, as always, as Matty. But I said, how you feeling? You know, how's it going? And um, he just looked at me and he was like, yeah, we're all good. But, you know, you could tell he was he was pretty stiff. He just said, I just feel stiff on the bike, you know. And what a way to take the pressure off of having to go all out at round one, being injured, just getting back on the bike, then a complete mud race where speed is not going to be a thing. And it's survival mode. And he's like, well, in his mindset, I was in survival mode already. So bring it on. 
Well, I, I think it shows that he's, you know, in the five weeks he did had off, have off with the injury, he didn't forget to ride a bike, obviously. And, it, and the experience that he has, you know, he's raced all around the world, it showed he came out with fourth. He obviously wasn't feeling, you know, 100%. And to, uh, he gets another couple of weeks now, sort of extended onto that recovery time without too much pressure of, uh, you know, having to come out and uh, perform at round one. And he was another rider on, the, you know, you saw on the social media, he was pumped with fourth, like the Yurif Konski and they were putting up posts to him. Oh, I think we saw Yurif post that one photo. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought Medi was hurt again because I seen that photo and I was like, damn. And then I read it and I was like, you know, just use your Yurif. Yeah, yeah Yurif does yeah. this... Uh, <laughs> Does the Instagram post that have you scratching your head? He's very passionate. He's a good person to have in the pits. Um, so Metcalf fourth, as you said, a couple more weeks to recover. Going to be interesting to see where he can goes. Jesse Dobson fifth position, full. And if can't always believe social media, Duran, but if what he said on that post tonight was true, he he only really got his program together about three weeks ago and got a bike. So. Dobson coming off the couch or whatever. And, and, it, and it wasn't just like he'd come out and only got the result in the moto because he qualified third, didn't he? I believe so. Um, he's not in front of me, but he did qualify well. I know I spoke about him on the show before the race, so he was up there in qualifying. It's just that new number he's running. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, he put dibs on that, right? And now I have to bring up the next guy because I kind of did call him out in the show last week. I was, you know, there's this Justin Rod Balfello. He won the competition. Um, the KSF yeah, ride, yeah, I was, yep, and uh, he, I wasn't expecting too much. He got out and got a good start. I heard on the uh, the NRG show that he does get good starts. Well, so that's, we did learn um, that about him. Yeah, and he came out and he performed pretty well. He was running up there. And he was up there until he went down, and um, that's the one thing I got told. I said it on the show. Uh, um, Andy Dinicol was a writer in the states that I've had a lot to do with, and. And he just said to it, he said about Rod Bell, he's like, the kid gets amazing starts. And if there's any trait you want at that mud race, and you saw the whole shot, it was humongous. Like, he was bike length's head going in that first turn. Um, I think Rod Bell ran, like, third or fourth until we went down. And it was over the halfway mark until we went down. Um, so he's obviously got speed in the mud. So yeah, and I don't know if I have to eat my words until after Montaggy. If he comes out and bruises <laughs> at well, Montaggy, I'll be the first to say that he's uh, legit and um, well, he'll be a contender. I'll say it too. I didn't really know what to expect. And I actually spoke to the KSF guys on Saturday in the pits. And they sort of said, oh, you know, you're doubting our boy. We, we didn't make your picks. And I said, oh, you know, we'll see how he goes. Like... We don't know anything about him, and, and they were quietly confident. They said, no, you're going to see good things from this kid. I think so it was you that said on the show that he uh, trains at club. Uh, I think might have been south of the border, oh, um, okay. one of those facilities on the east uh, on the east coast. Um, either way, going to be interesting to see. It's like the other questions we've had. Now he's done it in the mud. He can bring them starts to the good conditions at Wontaggy. You know, Wontaggy's another one. Long start, long first turn, exactly the same as Appen, give or take. It's got that weird double kink first turn, same as happens. So probably uh, expecting to see Rod Bell with another good start. Um, good to see what he can do. So welcome to the series for Rod Bell, sixth position. Uh, Tommy Ravenhorst, pretty quiet. Um, we didn't. I talked to him after the moto in the pits. He said he didn't really think he was going to go racing until two weeks ago. He just got back from the AMA Supercross in the States. Quietly jumped into the MX1 class and came with a seven. So for Ravenhorst... Good job for Tom. Um, he said, hands down, that was the gnarliest track he's ever ridden. So, uh, excited to see what Tom can do on a 450. You know, he, he can do it all. He does supercross, he does a bit of off-road, and now he's jumping into the MX Nationals in the Thor MX1 class. So, seven for Ravo. Good job. 
Uh, let's move on to eighth position. Um, yeah, that that's a that's a big one. Yeah, it's Luke almost Paul. like a yeah he didn't get the best result, but for a mud race, you know, to come out of there with eighth, it's uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. But he has put himself in a little bit of a hole with the points. Uh, that, was that is Luke Cloud. Yeah, we're talking about Cloudy. Yeah. Cloudy eighth, um, first ride in the CDI Yamaha, and for Cloudy, I mean, he just didn't have a good day in general. I don't think he's the biggest fan of the mud, from what I can tell, and. I watched him get literally stuck in in qualifying. Like I'm not talking about, um, <laughs> I'm not talking about falling over under his bike getting stuck. The bike got stuck in a rut, and someone had to come lift it out. So that's not a good way to start your day. But like you said, Duran, as far as a bad day goes in the mud, a top ten, eighth in one moto, it's not like it's going to put him completely out of the championship. Uh, before we run out of time, I'll have to bring up that first turn crash with oh, Milner and yeah, Longy. Yeah, yeah, we need no, to talk about that. Yeah, so Longy. If I, I like Longy, he's one of my mates and that, but if he can race at one thaggy in two weeks' time, he should have gotten up and ro- and finished that motor. He's extended his elbow or something like that, I read on social media. Unless his arm's fallen off, you need to get up because he is a contender. He should, he's expected to, to be one of the guys that's going to be, you know, winning races and getting podiums. So I just, you know, feel bad for his championship now. He needed to get up and finish that race. No, I agree. And um, for Longy... It's tough. We don't know. We don't have any specific details on the injury yet. We don't know how bad it is, but that was a big crash. And the other rider we got to bring up that we actually forgot to, to mention in the preview show, he came together with Daniel Milner. Now, Milner's the multi-time AORC, ISD, just about everything you can think of with off-road. And he and Lyndon Snodgrass just decided to throw their bikes on the back of the ute and drive up to round one at Appen. And Milner was out there with the headlight and the rec reg on the back and... Um, he had a pretty good start going into the first turn. I, I don't exactly know who was the catalyst for that crash. It looked like someone got squirrely and Milner and Longy just hit it, it, very quickly. And um, Milner went down hard. Longy went down hard. And there was another rider in that pileup too. But um, I think Milner pulled the pin after that. He was out. Um, He's got bigger fish, fish to fry. Yeah, for him, him it was yeah. probably like, okay, well, that's the end of my race. He- he won round one last weekend. Yeah, the weekend it? before yeah, he won the first it. round. He won outright and class for the AORC. So pretty gutsy of him just to line up on the line and say, "Hey, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, you know, come out and, and give this MX Nationals a crack." It's not the first one he's done, but yeah. Consequently, he came together with Longy. It was a mess. Longy was out of the first round. We're getting reports of, of elbow injury. Not the first round you want uh, for Dylan Long, but. Um, we sure hope he recovers. We hope we see him back at one in a couple of weeks. But he's he's in a big hole now, trying to get out of uh, out of out of the depths of the backside yeah, of the championship. Not, definitely not a good way to start the season. The other guy I wanted to talk to you about was Caleb Ward, nineteenth place. Yeah, Ward. Um, yeah, Wardy, just not a good race. Um, he was pretty vocal, and I guess this is something we've got to touch on at some point in the show. So let's just talk about it. He pretty much said that I. I was foolish enough to follow the track and get stuck in the mud and not cut the track. And he was pretty much insinuating the entire field was cutting the track. Um, mm. I don't know, man. For Caleb Ward, 90th position, he said he's happy with the team. He's happy with the bike and the, and the little race report he put up on his Instagram. But for Wardy, uh, I would have expected better just because he's a great sand rider and he spent some time in Europe and, you know, the mud is the mud. But... You know, whether he's accurate in saying that maybe he played a little bit too much by the rules. Because let's be honest, there was a little bit of liberal track usage going on. Well, the thing with Appen is they line the inside of the corners with a pile of dirt. So 
there was some perfect berms, you know, that were nice grass, wasn't sloppy, wasn't ripped or anything. So watching NRG TV, there was quite a bit of cut track, uh, sorry, track cutting. Mm. Um, but well, you know, it's just one of those things. How you know, do you, how do you the police line, that? You yeah. know, like a lot of guys were cutting the track, they were saying, because there was three guys down in every rut and they literally had nowhere to go other than hitting the rider that had fell down. And a lot of the officials and track marshals were not something we normally see. They were actually getting the riders going again because the bikes were so heavy you couldn't lift them up by yourself but yeah um for Caleb Ward that was his take on it whether that's the truth or not I mean I'm sure he feels that way and uh I'm expecting to see a lot more from Caleb Ward in round two I know he got stuck in the mud but when I saw it was muddy like that I was expecting him to be you know really good because I think it was in Indonesia a couple years ago he actually podiumed in the mud that's right so I was yeah expecting a lot out of him and it's a bit of a bummer um, Jaden Riker's 16th position, uh, Richie Evans' 15th position. Um, that's a Yamalubi Yamaha rider, Richie Evans, is, is made an outing on the 450. Um, probably not the ride Richie was looking for, but a top 15, not the end of the world, I guess. Jaden Riker's, um, I would have expected to see Jaden in the top 10, but again, in the mud, you don't really know what exactly happened. Um, you know, let's talk about the rest of the top 10. Uh, Jobin Baldwin, the Victorian privateer, makes the trip up. Baldwin's got all sorts of speed. Um, pretty impressed with that. Ninth position. That's a solid ride for Baldwin. Um, and Cody Dice on the SB Motorsports Suzuki, the new edition at MX1. Um, I was talking to Cody and his dad on Saturday, and they were like, let it rain. Cody loves the mud. They were all about it. Really? See, I, I wasn't sure what to expect with Cody. I haven't sort of seen him ride over the off-season, but for him to get a come out, like come out and get a top 10, he's all he can ask for, really, for... You know, Cody coming out in first round. First yeah, round. I mean, top 10 and you made an MX1 race is solid. Be interesting to see what Cody can do at one of his home tracks at Wonthaggy in a couple of weeks for round two. Charlie Creech, 11th. Whiteman, 12th. Zach Small, 13th. McManus, 14th. You know, those are some solid rides for those uh, privateer guys right there. Um, Isaac Mullen, 20th. John Prudy, 18th. Brandon Gray, 17th. So, you know, a lot of DNFs. We've got Longy, Lachlan Holroyd, Collins, Milner. Um, the list goes on. Unfortunately, those guys DNFing. So that's going to be a wrap, Duran, on uh, MX1. Going to put it to you real quick before we move on to MX2. Who's your pick now for round two, the quote-unquote real round one, um, in, in, in next weekend at Wonthaggy? Who do you think is going to take it out in MX1? I think after seeing the podium interview with uh, Kirk Gibbs, he's going to come out and win. That's what I feel. Uh, okay. And then, obviously, Waters, I think he'll be on the podium. And, you know, you have to think Cloudy's going to come out and want to get some redemption and uh, come out swinging. So that's my podium for the next next weekend. Oh, right. Sorry, next round in Montaggy. That's solid. I think, like you said, Cloudy, one, um, Montaggy, Sandy, you can ride it aggressive. It's right up Cloudy's Avenue. So looking to see him rebound for sure. All right, guys, that's the wrap on Thor MX1. We are now going to move into the Pirelli MX2 class, and we're going to kick things off. The man on the line right now won the first moto, took the overall win. Jai Roberts, welcome to the show, mate. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no dramas. How you guys going? Pretty good, mate. I've got Duran Stapleton in the studio with me. How's it going? Duran, how you going? Yeah, pretty good. Um, let's get into it, Jai. Um, how you feeling, mate? Have you got yourself all cleaned up after that race yesterday? Oh, man, I'd have a couple showers after that one. That's for sure. I had yeah. mud coming out everywhere, but all good now. I woke up pretty sore, actually. I only done one race, but that was just brutal on your body and just had a sore lower back and... Everything just a little bit nipped up, but all good now. 
Yeah, that was. Uh, I don't think, and and that's the thing. People watching the NRG TV uh, show and 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 watching the social media, you could see the track from the sidelines, but you can probably give us a better understanding when when you were looking down the hills at those ruts and how the track formed up. That was. I mean, hats off to you guys. That was the most brutal racetrack I've seen in a very long time. Oh, 100%. Like, I've watched the NRG TV race, like, the video of our race last night, and the track did look gnarly on that, but it was 10 times worse out there racing. Just every hole and every line was just, like, knee-deep in slop, and then there was big holes and rocks and just, like, even tyres in the mud that you couldn't see. It was just... It was one. It was the toughest track I've ever raced on, hands down. It was, like it was a, brutal. It was like a scene out of a war movie. There was people running, <laughs> yeah, flags literally. waving, children yeah. screaming. It was, <laughs> it was pretty brutal. But um, definitely. So look, tell us about your race. You know, you didn't, um, you didn't lead from the front. Um, it was quite an interesting, you know, quite an interesting race. So what was your take on uh, on how the play by play went? Yeah, it was definitely not one of my greatest races. I think off the start, I was probably like fifteenth, and then first lap, I just tried to make some positions up and by the time I got like a whole lap around I think I was already up into fourth fifth or fourth yeah and then second lap I was trying I think I made made my way into fourth third or fourth yeah and then I got water under my roll-offs in my goggles so I had to throw them so like second lap in the motor I had no goggles and I was just like getting my eyes were just getting covered in mud by everyone so that was that sucked all moto and then I think about a quarter of the way into the like yeah three or four laps in um person in second stored his bike i think or crashed in one of the corners and couldn't get it started so that made me move into second that would have been tanny. Then, was that tanny at that point yeah i think that was tanny yeah and then at that point i was just i was stoked to be in second like start the round off with some good points and i just tried to keep my laps consistent and towards the end i seen jay in front so i think there was like two or three laps to go and i seen that my gap was closing a little bit so you could actually and make out that that was jay you knew he was leading the race yeah i saw it at the start of the race i seen where he was so like i sort of just had like i didn't know 100 percent, but i just assumed that it was still jay so i just like i knew i knew it was first anyway so i just had to like keep staying consistent laps and try not to crash and ended up in the last two laps i think jay I don't know what, I think he had to pull his goggles off too and he'd lost a bit of time. He lost his lap times, dropped a fair bit in the last two laps, which helped me massive catch up to him. And then like in that last lap when I passed him, I think, I don't even think he knew it was me behind him. He looked behind him and like I, he might've thought I was a lapper or something, just trying to unlap myself. And he pretty much gave me the pass, which I was stoked with having no goggles, didn't have to make any battles or anything. So now we, we missed that. that um, we missed that pass on the TV show. I mean, you're obviously aware of that because I actually said yeah, that yeah. Jay, Jay Wilson wins the race and good job, Jay. And then, yeah, uh, I've seen that. Yeah. 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 I made myself look really stupid there, but in, in my oh, defense, you, you guys all look the same. There was no yeah, live timing at that nothing point. You can do. And you're, you're sitting in a van, like you're only seeing what the screen, what, what everyone else is seeing on the TV. So yeah, if you don't see a pass, you don't see a pass. and not like, user in charge of all that so no nah, i mean i'm gonna blame don now i'm looking at the switcher of the show he produces <laughs> this show here and um, i'm gonna blame him but anyway um so we didn't see that pass so where did you actually get jay on that last lap uh pretty much straight after the mechanics area and you go over like them three little singles and then there's that tabletop before that right hander oh yeah, yeah. over that tabletop like just before that in that little like right hand sweeper he looked back and pretty much just like moved to the side and like let me through must have thought I was a lapper or something and then I got him like in the air I think of that little tabletop single jump and then from then I just had to try not crashing that last lap and then when I got back I 
no, there's no, not even a checkered flag out or anything. So I don't know, no one really seen that I made the pass, which I came in and then went over the finish line, had another last lap board. So I wasn't sure if we had to do another lap or what was happening. And I think Aidan Williams ended up calling me into the pits and said that I won. So I was stoked at that. Yeah, well, our live timing actually finished a couple of laps. Like it said, the race had finished before the last lap ball went out. So I was calling it completely. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, there was a lot going on in that race, mate. Yeah, um, it was just too long. But, um, you know, talk uh, talk about, you know, new team. Obviously, not your rookie year in MX2 anymore, but I guess you've had your learning year. Um, it's definitely got to feel good to, to start the season off with a win. Yeah, definitely. I've been loving being with Race on there. Support has just been amazing. They're bending over backwards and making sure all us boys on the team have everything that we need to win. So I was definitely stoked to go out there and put the butt, put me um get the first place and get the overall in the in round one, which the whole team was stoked with. And like the team manager John, he just wants us all to go out there and get top seven every round because if you get like he adds it up after every year, and it's pretty much top seven every round. We'll always end up on the podium. It, like in the overall in the championship would be top three. So he just wants us to go out there and get top seven. So That's fu- so funny that you say just... that because when I rode for the team, uh, I got the exact same speech and he, he told me to have yeah. the exact same game plan. So that was fun, yeah, yeah. He just Yeah, he just wants to have no pressure, no nothing, just go out there and have fun and just get top sevens all around every race and he'll be stoked with that. So just have been in that environment and having, having no added pressure and all i got to do is go out there and get top seven, which – this makes it a lot more fun for me. So I know I don't have to go out there and battle for race wins every weekend. And if I don't win, I'm going to, I can still come in. The team's going to be happy with my results. It just makes racing a lot more fun for me. Uh, so awesome that you won round one, but looking forward to uh, round two at one thaggy. Uh, we've had a mud race for round one. What, what are your expectations coming into one thaggy with that? How'd you go last year at, at that round at one thaggy? Uh, and yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've always loved one thaggy track like last year. I think I got my first third in the MX2 class there too. So I'm definitely going in like not high expectations, but as a racer, we all want to win and get the most points. And now I've got that red plate too. I sort of want to keep that for a little bit longer than just like one round, you know. So I want to go in, I want to win. But as I was saying before, just top seven, just try and get some consistent results and try and stay in the points on all year because it's, it's a fairly long season. I don't want to just blow it at round two. So just go in there, try and get some consistent results and stay in the championship hunt. Uh, for sure. And, um, you know, we've seen you win motos previously. Uh, you know, last year you had that really, I guess you call it your breakout race at Murray Bridge. Um, I guess you're starting to get a taste for these moto wins now and you, you, I'm assuming you want more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, everything, you always end up happy after a moto win. You can go out there and if you get a bad, if you have a bad race, it just puts a whole bad vibe on your whole day and it just, you go home and just start questioning everything and like questioning your preseason and just like you think you haven't done enough, but to get them round wins, you can just come home and know that you've done enough and just got to keep doing what you're doing. And I'll, everyone loves to win. Like if the pay, like everything's just better when you win. So the plan is just to go out there and win as many races as I can. It's yeah, it just makes it heaps more enjoyable when you win. That's a solid plan, mate. Um, you know, I, I think, um, you know what, you, you're a very talented supercross rider. Um, probably just wrap this up after this question because we've got to, got to keep the show moving here. But do you feel like riding in the mud, you know, I've watched you ride Supercross for a long time and it's definitely something you've got a lot of talent with. Um, I guess that creative kind of flowy Supercross vibe that, that a lot of good guys have tends to transfer over to the mud. What, what do you think about that? Like, do you think it helped you? Yeah, I definitely think that helped me. Like, as a 
June, like even before I even started racing when I was like three or four, my dad built me a little stadium cross track up the back. So like my whole life I've just jumped and done, like always had that like sort of rhythm for supercross, which is definitely, definitely helps in them technical conditions when you need to have balance and just know when you need to get on and off the throttle. And it just like, it definitely helps. And as you said, with supercross, like I love supercross, I'm hundred percent more of a supercross rider, I believe. And just when it when the track gets all technical and there's all them bumps and ruts and everything, I do tend to go a lot better when it's like that due to my riding ability, I guess. Which So every time I go to see a track that's going to get gnarly and going to get ruddy, it always makes me happy and I'm always stoked to race them tracks. I think we'll have plenty of that at Wonthaggy in a few weeks. Uh, lots, of, lots of sand holes and square edges thrown in with some ruts. So uh, it's, like you said, a track you've done well at before. Um, looking forward to seeing uh, seeing what you got for us at One Thaggy in a few weeks, Jai. Um, yeah, thank you. Well, we want to thank you for coming on the show, mate, and uh, congratulations again on the motor win and getting the overall. We look forward to seeing that nice shiny red plate at One Thaggy in a couple of weeks, and um, you have a good one, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, all right. Thanks for having me. Take it easy. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. Jai Roberts there on the Inside Dirt Show. Pretty hectic there on that last lap, Duran, getting the win. Um, Looked like Jay Wilson and the Yamaha crew. It was a bit of confusion. They maybe didn't inform him Jai was there. Didn't get the message. Didn't know it was Jai let him through. I don't know. We, we don't really have the full story from both sides of the camp, but I know there was some pretty uh, heated words in the pits going on and um, the mechanics area after the race. But, uh, you know, it was Jai Roberts taking the win. Jay Wilson, as much as he was bummed out, you could see to get second, still a really good start to the season for Jay considering... We had him on the show last week, and he's coming in, you know, a little bit on the back foot, uh, a little bit of an injury from Supercross. Same as Brett Metcalf, probably not as bad, but, you know, for Jay, that's a great way to start the season. Well, I think if you'd told him before the weekend that he was going to come out second, he would have been really happy with that. But uh, to lead the whole race and get past in the last lap, he's obviously not going to be happy, uh, and you can't blame him for being pretty heated and a little bit upset that, you know, with the circumstances, he probably feels like he's a little bit hard done by. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, maybe time to to bring that in round two. But um, for Jay, second at round one, solid position in the championship to start things off. And let's talk about the man in third place, Wilson Todd, celebrating his 21st birthday, which makes me feel really old. He he, he was 21 on Sunday, uh, started the year off uh, with a podium. Not a bad 21st birthday present with a nice bonus from Husky for that one. Yeah, it was good to see, you know, his first race on the Husky comes out and he, he did look pretty good. He didn't look like he was... Like pushing it from the little bit I saw on NRG TV, he just looked like he was in survival mode. Nah, he he was, and 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 two things like I talked to him on the podium. It wasn't NRG TV; it was the venue podium uh, presentation, and he just said straight up, he said, "I wanted no part of getting involved with anybody on the track." He's like, "I wanted to just finish the race, stay away from everybody else, and get out of there with some points." And I guess he achieved that. I think we're going to see it. One Thaggy, he's going to come out really fast. I, if I remember correctly, he's really good around there he spent i mean he's based in that part of the country yeah, for a lot of so the time so um I, he's definitely familiar with that track i wouldn't be surprised to see him come out and, and get the win you know at one thaggy um i was talking to his mechanic uh, jared pine piney and he was saying that uh, wilson was quite nervous before the first race just because of um you know he was like essentially saying like you can put yourself in such a, a bad position in the championship and he just didn't want that to have happen uh, to him this early on and uh I think he achieved that third place, very smart ride, um, impressive. So probably the first time he's ever ran that number one plate too. It's 
you know, different mentality coming in. You're the guy. You have to perform. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's Carmichael that always says in the States how heavy that number one plate can be. Um, I, I, I don't know how true that is, but... I guess for him to come out third round one, he's got to be happy. He does. Um, he actually rode his practice bike in, in qualifying. Was probably smart, you know. I think a few of them would have raced their practice bikes and rode their practice bikes. He, I think he raced his race bike in the race. He raced his race bike. When, when his mechanic said that to me, I was like, that's still pretty brave going out there on that race motor in that mud. But uh, they said the motor they've got solid, it can handle it. Um, but yeah, for uh, Wilson Todd... Got the job done, third position. That's going to put him in great position in the championship moving forward. Isaac Ferguson goes out and gets fourth, the privateer rider from Queensland. Yeah, not surprising. I Well, it is a little bit surprising, but I've heard good things about him um, with his riding. He's always been pretty fast, and he's on the two-stroke, isn't he? He is. Uh, he and his brother, Rip. I mean, Noah Ferguson's in MXD. We'll talk about him in a minute. But um, Isaac had a little bit of a quieter year last year. I yeah, I was expecting it a little bit, and he sort of... Nothing you know. kind of progressed. I don't know if he got injured. I'm not entirely sure, but um, tell you what, Ferguson, fourth there, that's a, that's a pretty big start to the season for him. The, the question's now going to be, was it the mud, or can he back it up at Wonthaggy? Yeah, I think we'll find out at Wonthaggy if he's legit. Uh, hopefully he is, because you know, it'd be nice to have another guy up there uh, battling for top fives, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Riley Dukes. Pretty quiet ride in fifth position there. He's a graduate from MXD. Um, had a chat with Riley and his, his father on Saturday. Pretty much the same program they had in, in MXD. You know, support from Husqvarna. He's kind of doing it uh, part-time, I guess you'd say. He's got a job during the week, and he's riding and training as much as he can. Um, that That's a solid ride for a rookie. I think um, that's the first rookie in the class, fifth position for Dukes. What do you think about uh, Nathan Crawford? Uh, I think he did. I think he was smart. I think he did what he had to do. I talked to him on Saturday, just grabbed him real quick and said, hey, Nato, how's how's the leg? And, and I think that leg was a lot worse than a lot of people actually understand. Like, he was off the bike for a long time. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure how long he actually had been off, but it's not like you've seen too much of him riding. No, I think he's been on the bike two weeks. Is that all? Yeah, it was as little as that. So yeah. for him to go out, and let's be honest, he had, uh, you know, knee, tib, fib issues, uh, from what I understand. Um, the worst case scenario for that is going out in a race where you literally are going to have to dab your foot in every turn for the entire moto. It's kind of a rough start to the season for him. He's got Appen where it was mud, and then next next round we're at One Thaggy where he had to pop his shoulder back in multiple times. Oh, yeah, year. he um, hopefully that memory that's going to make the highlight reel for a long time. But that that was gnarly. He was trying to swing that thing back in and. Yeah, talk about a rough start to the season. He's gone from the mudder to, you know, but I think Nato's very headstrong, you can tell. The guy doesn't suffer falls very easy, so I don't think he'll even be considering what happened at Wonthaggy last year as a as a possibility for this year, you know. Well, he's been, you know, around for a while now, and he's been in championship contention a few times, so um, it's not like it's new to him. No, nah, uh, I think we're going to see a lot more from Nathan Crawford at round two, but he's going to build... Uh, he's going to build to the mid-season. I think we'll see a real strong NATO coming back after the mid-season break. Uh, Cooper Posniak, seventh position on the 17, the 252 stroke. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think Pos would have anything for these conditions. He's about three foot tall and right in the big 252 stroke. You know, start maybe. It's going to help you. But he was good in qualifying and he was good in the moto. So hats off to Pos. I didn't know he was a mud rider, but man, he really pulled that off. And he's good mate. He's, I think they're mates. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> Dylan Wills behind him. Uh, you know, like Cloudy, he got eighth as well 
in the 450 class. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's still solid points. It's not massive hole for him. And, uh, you know, expect him to sort of come out and get better results in these next few rounds. Yeah, for Wilsey, I mean, you look at uh, best lap time, three minutes. It's, you know, he was, that's where he was going to be, eighth position. Um, Poz was a 258. Crawford was a 259. Dukes was a 53. Ferguson did a 249. Uh, Jay Wilson, 253. Best lap for Roberts was a 252. You know, so there was a big variance in that top 10 of about eight seconds. But for Wilsey, I think he'll take that. Solid ride to start the season. Well, if you see the rider behind him, it's White Chase. He's from New Zealand. And um, I don't know if you've seen any updates from New Zealand. Trying to get results out of their series is like pulling teeth. But <laughs> it's not the easiest <laughs> thing, is it? But, yeah, he, I think he won the last round, if I'm correct. And he was he rides for the Honda team over there, and I don't think anyone knew why didn't know that he was coming over and racing. So for him to be ninth, it's um, pretty good result. No, that was um, honestly I really didn't I didn't know he was coming over. It was very low key, uh, and unfortunately we didn't see him on the NRG TV broadcast whatsoever because uh, even if we did see him, we probably wouldn't have known it was him. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have been able to tell. But I'm not sure what his program is. But if he is on the team that. Like if he's got support from the people that he rides for in New Zealand, that's a really good team. So expect to be him to be a, you know a regular top fifteen guy. Be good to see what he can do in the in the hard pack or the sand coming up. Um, Aaron Tanny, probably disappointing for Tanny Duran. He he was tenth in the results, ran second for a decent part of the moto. I think he like Robert said. I think he stalled about three laps in in a turn uh, and dropped back, and then I think. I don't know for sure, but I think he might have gone down again. But Tanti actually uh, fastest lap of the race with a 243.7. So to be in the top three for over half the moto, um, pull the fastest lap of the race and finish 10th with one. He got lapped in the end. It's kind of it a mud race, but it is a little bit what Tanti does sometimes. Uh, he runs up and then has, runs up front and then has those problems. But I was really expecting him to you know finish strong. I was watching NRG TV and. He was in, I think it was second or third. He was second at the beginning, and and he ran, he ran in the top three for a long time. So kind of expected to be out there, but it was still a good ride uh, in the beginning, and you know it shows that he's going to have speed this year. He he loves the bike. I had a chat with him on Saturday. He said he's really happy to be at Serco. The you know loved the setup, happy with the team. I think we're going to see a lot of speed out of Tanny, judging by what he came out with in the mud there. But he's always good at round one. Like he killed it at Mafra last year, and that was. The conditions weren't raining, but the wind was near on a hurricane and the track was just brutal square edges and he killed it then too. It must just be round one doesn't seem to phase him. Well, yeah, and you got to think he was on a good team last year, but you can't argue that Serco is probably the premier team in the 250 class. So It's kind of like going to, it's kind of like going to the, the CDR of MX1, going to the Serco of MX2, right? So, yeah, it's going to be expected, but... He is going to be one of those dudes, I think, that's going to be contending for wins. And I think he'll get more wins this year. Like last year, I think he only got round one, was it? Yeah, round one. Uh, he landed on the podium at another round, but it was round one. He got the overall win with the, I think it was a 3-1 in the end. Um, so, yeah, Tanny, it's a shame for him. Probably disappointing, but uh, I'm sure he's going to rebound better than that at round number two. Now, Lyndon Snodgrass in 11th. Snodgrass, that's your uh, AORC... I guess you call it MX2 representative. I'm not exactly sure what class he's riding this year, but he won the. Help me out here. Is it E? I'm not E1. No. Uh, it's got to be something <laughs> like that. Something yeah. with an E. Somewhere. Sorry, sorry to the yes. sorry to the off road crowd with the moto crew in here. Um, but yeah, he he was another one. Came out with the headlight. Came out with the wreck rage. Him and Milner road tripped up together. 
And I was expecting a lot out of Snodgrass and Milner. Shane Milner went down in that first turn, Duran, but um, Snodgrass, 11th, um, not bad for an off-road guy. The only thing I'm going to say is he killed my fantasy picks because I had him as my wild card for 12th, and he finished 11th. So I feel like he could have maybe threw me a bone there and just dropped back one more position uh, to 12th. That would have helped me out a lot. But the KDM off-road boys, I mean, not really surprising, I guess. They ride that gnarly stuff quite a lot. Yeah, I didn't obviously have any expe- expectations. I'm not sure what his results have been when he's done nationals before. But he's it's, not really known as a yeah, moto guy. I don't think it's nah. anything special. So for him to come out and get 11th, uh, it's not too bad. Uh, I would, you know, he really could have been up there a bit more. He's a enduro guy. Um, but yeah, I guess 11th's not too bad. I think he was running a rain jacket, headlight. I love, I love seeing that stuff. But uh, it's funny, you see some of the off-road guys like Milner, uh, like Chucky Sanders and, and everyone, the word, the talk around the tracks is like if them guys wanted to do moto, they they could be top 10 guys. They could throw down and um, haven't really heard that about Snodgrass. I think he's more of an off-road guy. So, yeah, good job on him. Just outside the top 10. Uh, Jai Constantino, uh, 12th position. Not bad for Jai. Pretty good start for him. I would, you know, I know Jai. He's one of my good mates and I would expect him to be sort of around that, you know, tail end of that top 10. We've good, that would be his sort of ceiling this year. Um, so hopefully he can get some good starts and, you know, he just needs to believe himself because when we go practicing, he's really fast. Uh, it's just, you know, going to be putting it together on race day. Yeah, I agree. Jai, uh, if he could execute his speed on race day that he shows during the week, he's got a lot of potential. Uh, 12th in the mud. I think that's good for Jai. He's not always... Um, you know, like you said, not had the strongest race day before. It, it comes and goes with him a little bit. So 12th in the mud. Hopefully that's a good platform for him to kickstart his season. Uh, Morgan Fogarty, 13th. Probably not the ride Fogarty was hoping for. But again, I had a chat with him and his father on Saturday. He's coming off of that big knee reco. Uh, it was ACL, MCL, meniscus, pretty much a whole knee reco. Um, and coming from someone, I got no ACL and barely MCL. Like that's, that's a lot of work to come back from. So... Uh, you know, for Fogarty, he probably didn't want to risk risk that knee in the mud, but um, I know he's going to be wanting more than the thirteenth. Now, the, the next guy, well, sorry, the not the next guy, but the there's two guys that were expected to do really well and uh, didn't get good results, and that's Webster and Malkowitz. Yeah, Webster, fifteenth position. Um, honestly, didn't see him a whole lot on the on the NIG TV broadcast, so I really don't know. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Daniel. Didn't didn't see him either. <laughs> um, don't really know what happened in the race, but um, obviously it didn't go the way he planned. 15th, that's not where Webster is, is accustomed to being. Yeah, and we had uh, Bailey on the show last week, and you know he was talking big, uh, had really high expectations coming to the season. So it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back at one thaggy. Yeah. And uh, he's got a big hole to you know, pull himself out of. We were 27th place. It's definitely not something that he would have been hoping you know, going into the series. Yeah, I, we've got to chalk that up to just the mud. And a bad race. Um, let's see what he's got at uh, at round number two. He, he's hot property now, coming out of that uh, 2018 season. MXD champ, junior world champ. You know, I definitely know that's not where Malkowitz wanted to be. Um, so we're going to see what he's got on the rebound coming into Wonthaggy in a couple of weeks. Take a look at the rest of the top uh, 20, 25. Uh, Chandler Burns, 14th, young Vic rider. That's pretty solid. Yeah, that is a really good ride for Chandler. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, I'm not sure where he's going to get his results in the rest of the series in the dry. But if he can be, you know, that top 15, that's really good for Chandler. And uh, hopefully we see, you know, a couple top 10 rides for him. I think it's, you know, that's the goal that he, he could really re- he, he could really meet. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Jai Dixon, another graduate from MXD, 16th. Um, Dixon actually showed a lot of promise last year, impressed me a lot in MXD, but 16th in your first MX2 race, just behind Kyle Webster in the mud. I think he'll take that. Uh, Latimer, Pels, Riley Stevens, Jesse Bishop, uh, right now at the top 20. Uh, Dunlop, Evans, Shearing, Marchand, Lockie Steen, Josh Brewster, uh, that's your 26, 27 for Malkowitz. Riley Ward, 28th. Um, probably not the result Wardy was looking for. The, the younger brother of Caleb Ward, not a good day for the Ward brothers, full stop. Um, but, uh, you know, Riley, he rides the sand well. I think we're going to see him probably bounce back at uh, at one thaggy. So uh, with that, let's uh, wrap up MX2, Duran. Judging from what we saw at uh, round one in the muddiest race in history, who's your picks for round two? Oh, that's a tough one, you know. Uh, we've... Just got so many top guys in the MX2 this year. It's what we do here. We ask yeah. tough questions. <laughs> I think Wilson Todd's going to come out and get the win. He's, you know, like you said, he's based around around there when he is down here in uh, Victoria when he's training with Ross uh, Beaton. So I'm going to pick Wilson for first. I'll go Jay Wilson for second. And then I'm going to go, I'll go Jai Roberts for third. All right. I, I think, you know, Wilson's going to, it's hard because we've got Jay Wilson and Wilson Todd. And when you say Wilson, I always do it on the show when I trip over myself. So We need to ask one of them to change their name. Yeah. Well, Jay kind of brought the beard back for round one, like we said on the show. So maybe we call Jay J-Rab like we used to because he has that dark beard and the dark features. I like that. Um, <laughs> but I think we're going to see Jay Wilson, Wilson Todd. We're going to see Roberts. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Wilsey and Crawford, Tanny, you know, um, Webster goes fast at Wontaggy. He won last year he around did. one of the rounds. Oh, he won. I think he won a moto or a round, and his bike. I know one, his bike quit one race, and then the next day or whatever, he uh, he won. One I actually round. had a chat with Webster on Saturday though, and and I said, you know, the mechanical issues. How's the twenty nineteen going? And and he said they we would be surprised to to know that um, it wasn't a lot of motor. There wasn't always motor issues that were causing problems last year. There was some, some electrical stuff going on at different times. And, uh, you know, he was just saying it, it wasn't as clear cut as just bikes blowing up, so to speak, unfortunately. But uh, he said he's really happy with the 19 and um, expect to see him fast at Wontaggy. Now, that's going to be a wrap on the uh, Pirelli MX2 class. And we're going to move things on now to um, the Modal MXD class. And uh, we have got the man on the line right now. Now... This guy didn't win, he didn't get second, but I wanted to get Michael Murphy on the line because there's a definition of a privateer family and a privateer rider right now in the series. It doesn't get much more than Michael Murphy, and uh, I was really surprised but really happy to see him with the third position. So let's welcome him to the show. Michael, welcome to the Inside Dirt Show. Thanks for coming on, mate. Hey, Joe. How are you? Doing good, buddy. I'm here with Duran Stapleton. Uh, perfect. How's it going, mate? Good. Thanks. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good. So I'm, I'm pretty impressed that your phone hasn't melted and exploded from everyone hitting you up in the DMs from uh, that podium, mate. I saw a lot of uh, lot of comments, a lot of love getting thrown your way. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely a confidence boost going into next round. Um, yeah, it's real good seeing that I have so much support behind me since being a privateer, which is good. And um, just all the families that are behind me, it's yeah, good to hear. I was good, mate. I was uh, very happy to see you on the podium, and um, and that's what I said to you on the podium. We didn't see you, unfortunately, on the uh, NRG TV broadcast at all, um, and that's why I said, what happened? How did you get on the podium? Can you give us a bit of a play-by-play? How was your race? Uh, yeah, it was good. I got off to a pretty good start. Um, 
I didn't qualify and uh, my transponder didn't really register. So I got like 36 gate pick and um, I was pretty far outside, but I got a pretty good jump and then just sort of hung off the back down the start straight as it was pretty sloppy and it was around six coming into the first corner. So that was good. And then, um, yeah, just circulated from then on and then had a couple of crashes, but um, got back up pretty quick and bike started up pretty good. So yeah, that was good. And then, um, yeah, just kept circulating and then just kept it smooth and, yeah, found out that I finished third at the end and then, yeah, I was wrapped. Yeah, so you, you didn't know you were in third? You just was just moving forward as much as you could at that point? Yeah, because um, I'm not really – I don't really use the pit board or anything, so, yeah, I wasn't really sure what position I was in, but I could just hear me dad screaming off the sideline <laughs> telling bet. me to go faster. I bet so, Phil um, was losing it. Yeah, I could hear him off on the track, so my bike was pretty – pretty high in the rev so it was pretty crazy to be able to hear him but um, <laughs> yeah I just I, all I could hear was go faster so I was just um yeah trying to keep consistent and keep fast and yeah was super wrapped on the third position. So you say you've got some uh you know really good support network and network around you uh for the listeners out there you know you're not that well known yet uh explain what your program is and uh who is supporting you this year to get you to the races. Um, so, well, basically behind me is um, just mum and dad. They've been a uh, huge support. But um, been, uh, for the last two, or well, this year and last year, um, Kenny Cottrell from Race Master, he's been on me back. Um, he's been helping me out a little bit on bikes, got me a good deal with, it, deal with them, and then um, just hooking me up with some free stick kits and stuff, which is good. But, um, yeah, got a... Uh, Cruise tuning helping me out a little bit on suspension and um, Cisco's race tuning, just um, yeah, tuning up my motor so they're pretty nice and yeah. Um, you know, Michael. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm just reading something here on the results, but you've got uh, a factory Yamaha rider in first. You got a factory Honda rider in second. Um, then we've got a couple of Vic privateers. We've got yourself in third and Hugh Roach uh, getting fourth. But you know, did you even um? Has it sunk in yet? Like, you're on the podium at a national event. Those guys got their team shirts on. They've got their team around them. You're up there in your hoodie and your trackies, and you're just keeping it real. Like, it, it's it's cool, man, but is it uh, has it sunk in yet? You know, how does it feel? Um, Yeah, it's an insane feeling being able to run with those factory guys since I'm on pretty much stock bikes. Like, I've got an exhaust on it, and that's about it. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to know that I can run with those guys at a full factory bike bikes and um yeah like just being a guy that doesn't have like any freaking support or i have some support but like no real factory support it's pretty crazy feeling no for sure and um i'm definitely going to claim it murphy i you know i i remember doing schools in the mud with you but i don't remember you being that good in the mud uh you know, I know you're too cool to get coached by me nowadays, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug it out there. We worked together for a long time, so um, it's definitely cool to see you uh, make that happen there, mate. It's it's a great uh, progression of, of where you're at now. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, definitely, we'll have to hit you up again soon to um, do some more schools, do a bit of private coaching, maybe. Oh, don't be um, don't be calling even... me now. You're all successful. You don't need me anymore, dude. Oh no. Be a big help. <laughs> Look, yeah, I'm only messing with you. I'm going to get back to the gym with you so I can keep my fitness on top. But, um, yeah. Um, go ahead, Duran. Oh, I was just saying, like you say, you're a full privateer. Uh, just for the listeners out there, how are you getting to the races? Are you flying to any? Are you definitely doing all the races? 
And uh, did you drive to happen at, like round one at Appen? Um, yeah, just uh, got a van and um, yeah, just me, mum and dad drive up pretty much the rounds and I'm going to do the first five this year and just see how I'm sitting in points. But the way I'm going now, it looks like I'm going all right. So we'll probably do all the rounds. Just Phil, Gail and the Murphy show uh, getting it done as a family, but it's great to see. And that's the reason I wanted to get you on the show, Michael, is that um, you know everyone sees the glitz and the glamour of the guys out front. They see the team rigs, they see the the factory styles, and and we don't always get the backstory. And um, like that's I said, that's why I wanted you on the show because you guys are the definition of a hard work and privateer family. And I was so happy to see you make that podium. And I really hope that you can uh, you know catapult off of that and, and get some confidence for the rest of the season. Uh, we're gonna have to let you go here in a second, mate. But um, to finish up, you know, one faggy, we've. You know, we've spent a lot of time there over the years. You know that place very well. Um, you know, you expecting big things out of round two? Um, yeah, I've definitely been working my bum off, and I'm um, yeah, hopefully hoping to get yeah top five again at um one thaggy and yeah, just see how I keep going. Awesome, mate. Well, it's going to be in a lot easier conditions than what you had to deal with at Appen. But um, congratulations again, Michael. Thank you for coming on the Inside Dirt Show, and we will catch up with you at one thaggy for round two in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, Abe's Joe. No worries, mate. Catch ya. All right, guys. Michael Murphy on the show and uh, Duran. That's just a feel-good story right there. Well, the under-19s class is pretty interesting. You've got those few factory riders that are doing it full-time and then you've got people like uh, Michael Murphy. So uh, it's pretty cool to see him get a podium. Full privateer effort, like you just said. Mum and dad taking him to the races. <laughs> I'm not sure you know him, but is he working during the week or what's no, the other? No, um, he works like, yeah, he works like anybody else. Um, yep. I don't know if he's like full-time job. I think he just picks up gigs here and there. Um, you know, Phil, it, it's just the, the family. His dad's a welder. Mum does some part-time stuff. Like, they're just your working-class family. They're, they're definitely not um, doing it glamorous. I think they just drive. His dad makes trailers on the side to pay for the racing and, yeah, it's it's a it's a grassroots effort. So to go out there and get a podium, man, that you know, in the mud or not, that's awesome. So I'm stoked to see it for him. But you know, let's uh, let's switch our focus now to the results of MXD. Um, the man, the mullet man, the NZ. I guess he's the mud warrior. Um, Maximus Purvis killed it. Well, I think if you ask anyone, when it comes to mud, New Zealanders are usually pretty good. I don't think I've met too many New Zealand riders that aren't good in the mud. Uh, so. For him to come out, that's exactly how he would have wanted the weekend to go. Uh, you know, a lot of pressure being on that factory Yamaha team for him now. So to come out and get the win, really good. Yeah, Purvis, um, you know, he came through. And I guess we've got to talk about right away Regan Duffy on the number 72, seventh position. But we saw him on the on the NRG TV broadcast twice. He was in the lead or going for the lead and went down the second time, I think, is... Excuse me, I think his hand slipped off the bars. Yeah, full whiskey. Like full whiskeyed off the side of that uphill. Um, I think Duffy, that was a pass back for the lead, wasn't it? He was going after the win at that point. With uh, Reese Bud, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, with Bud. So um, I think Duffy may be a little bit impatient. He certainly had the speed. I mean, that's clear. We always know with Duffy that the speed is there in, in droves. But um, yeah, I think a little bit of inexperience, a little bit of a rush cost him. Seventh position, clearly the fastest guy on track. Um, learning curve for him right there. Yeah, definitely. I, I was ex- sort of surprised to see Reese Buddy got the whole shot, and um, I was watching pretty, <laughs> you know, closely. Yeah. And there was some creative lines going on there. I, that start was, yeah, he made it 
work. The hand came up. He like he acknowledged he got off track. Came back on and still had the whole shot. Did he make up time on the grass? It's hard to oh, say. Oh, it's a mud race. But <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I thought he would take o- take off and you know win the race quite easily. Um, uh, you know, good good opportunity getting a whole shot like that in mud race. Uh, he still did did end up second, but I still feel like he kind of you know threw an opportunity yeah, away to start the season. Away. Yeah, so well. Again, that's one of those things, right? Where you say, well, if you'd have said after round one in those conditions, hey, Reese Bud, you're going to get second. Yeah, it'd be pretty. You, you take it, right? So. Um, good job for Reese Bud. Purvis taking the win. Uh, Hugh Roach, um, Western Victorian privateer, um, coming out getting fourth. Um, it rains a lot out there at Warnable. I know that. Uh, he must have spun a lot of laps in the mud for Roach. So, um, unfortunately, didn't see a lot of him on TV. Thanks, Darnell. Um, but <laughs> um, getting it done. So, good job, Hugh Roach. Fourth, Caleb Clifton uh, for fifth position. Uh, Walshy out of uh, out of Darwin um, rains a lot in NT. I spent a lot of time with the Walsh family up there in Darwin, so didn't think that would play to his uh, advantage, Duran. But um, Walshy there in sixth position, pretty solid. Um, Duffy again, we talked about him in seventh. Jace Cosford on the uh, on the 754, 52 stroke, eighth position. Um, didn't get one of his trademark good starts. But That's the dude on the podium with the Sunnies, isn't it? No. Oh, okay. No, that's... Uh, I'm just showing my under-19s knowledge right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got to get you up to speed with these uh, MXD yeah. guys, man. Um, Dale Lyons, ninth. Uh, Liam Andrews, um, junior junior rider for the GYTR Factory Yamaha squad out of Vic. Um, moving up, he's got a good support deal with Yamaha. Top 10, had a chat with Liam. He just said, hands down, gnarliest conditions ever. Got through it. Uh, I think he'd be not disappointed with the 10th. Made it work. So, good job. Andrews in 10th position. Uh, the WBR, um, you know, Jack Hookers, teammates of Maxwell's Purpose on their factory squad. 11th position. I don't think we've seen the best out of Kukas yet. Just got through that one. Uh, best then 12th, Ty Jones, 13th. Probably not what uh, Jones was looking for after such a strong junior Aussies and a junior career. Um, but I'm sure that he is going to bounce back. The Tasmanian rider, Lockie Smith. I gave him a shout-out on the start because he was prepping his gate and we saw him on the show and I said, uh, you know, Tasmanians and mud, that's definitely a given. They know how to ride the mud. And, um, yeah, for uh, for Smith there, that's not too bad a result. Probably would have wanted more. Mason Rowe, that's the sunglasses, man. Duran, he, uh, he was 15th. Noah Ferguson, that's Isaac Ferguson's brother. Um, if you guys go on Ferguson's Instagram, Noah Ferguson, he, he put up a sequence shot of his first turn crash. That was big. He came into the outside hot. Uh, I think he caught a, a mud bog, snow plowed the front, and just got ejected. Yeah, a little bit disappointing. I was expecting a little bit more out of him. Um, so, you know, can't really do too much with a first turn crash, but it'll be interesting to see if he can bounce back at one thuggy. Yeah, I think he'll bring some speed to Wani. For sure. Uh, Aaron Mason, 17. Jake Barron, 18. Um, Mason Simmons, 19th. I was expecting a bit more out of Mason. That's not a good start. He's no. going to have to, uh, you know, get, get his stuff together yeah, and yeah. Uh, get some results here. I mean, you kind of get a Hail Mary with the mud, say okay. But for Mason, um, I actually had pretty high hopes for him in the mud uh, this weekend. He, he's known as a bit of an all-rounder, races some off-road, obviously races motocross. And uh, he's coming back from an injury year, so I think... 
coming back from not having your, your best rookie year with injuries, maybe not the best first round, but definitely expecting to see Mason Simmons bounce back and, and, and show us what he's got at one thaggy. Denzel Wolf, uh, 20th, probably the last one we needed to talk about. Well, there's quite a few guys we need to talk about out of the top 20. Brody Ellis from Tasmania, one of my picks for the championship contention uh, this season, 21st. So definitely not the round you know Brody needed. I was expecting a lot more out of him. John Bova, another uh, second-year MXD rider now, unfortunately. Not the ride he wanted, 22nd. Empire Kawasaki, Deacon Hellier, 23rd. Um, yeah, definitely not the rides those guys were looking for. Ethan Ashmore. Somehow Ashmore got 30th and was stuck for what looked like a very long time. Uh, Aiden Williams did a little bit of a trackside track side, uh, piece with uh, Ashmore's bike stuck there in the mud, and... Um, yeah, they, they were struggling there. So uh, good job for Ashmore to get out of the mud and, and get a 30th. Uh, show some character there. So Duran Regan Duffy, 246, fastest lap of the race by, wow, a very long way. Um, best lap for Purvis with 258. He won the race. 258 for Reese Bud, 246. Uh, that's, I'm not very good at math, but that's 12 seconds. That's what happens in these mud races sometimes, you know. If you get a clean lap, you don't get many uh, riders in front of you and you, you keep your goggles clean, that can happen. So uh, I don't think we're going to see that for the rest of the year, but these mud races definitely show that sometimes. I don't know, man. Duffy's got some crazy speed. I wouldn't be surprised that we see some races where he is a lot faster than the rest of the field, but uh, I think Duffy's own worst enemy sometimes can be his speed, and we saw that at round one. Crazy fast in the mud, but uh, ended up seventh. So he's going to learn from that, expecting to see more from Duffy. And uh, that's that's going to be a wrap on the uh, Moto MXD class. And uh, I guess that is a wrap, Dran, on the uh, Appen Round 1, the 2019 MX Nationals uh, review show. That uh, That's all she wrote for that one. They only got one block of racing in. A lot of riders with a lot to prove heading into Round 2. You know, yeah, it's definitely not the way we wanted to start the season, but it's good to get it underway and uh, get a little glimpse of what we're, you know, come to expect for the rest of the series. But it's pretty cool that we're going to be, you know, still have that excitement coming into one thaggy. We're still not quite sure who's uh, going to get the results. So. No, that's a big question mark with just about everybody. Um, can the guys that won back it up? Can the guys that got smoked in the mud, got stuck in the mud, can they bounce back? There was a, there was a lot happening at Appen, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see where that lands at Wani. Um, so like I said, guys, that's a wrap on the review show from Appen. Uh, I just want to take this time once again to thank every one of you guys for listening and supporting this podcast show. It really means a lot to us, and uh, I thank you guys for all the messages and all the positive feedback. Like I said, please, um, please subscribe on iTunes. Please subscribe on Spotify. And uh, to give you guys a rundown on how these shows are going to work, the uh, preview shows for each round will be out the Wednesday before each round of the MX Nationals. So from Wednesday morning, you'll be able to download and listen the uh, preview shows. And then the review shows that you're listening to right now, those will come out every Tuesday morning. So the Tuesday after each round, you're going to be able to listen to our breakdown and our play-by-play of what went down at each round of the MX Nationals. So uh, that should give you guys an idea of, of what to listen to and when to listen to. I'm really stoked that we were still getting downloads today on the... Uh, the preview shows, so people obviously Duran they wanted to go back and listen to see how wrong we got with all our picks, right? Pretty much, I think we were pretty spot on with a few of them. Uh, it was only you know a couple that we weren't quite sure on and we sort of missed on, but uh, you know I think we're pretty good. It was in the ballpark. <laughs> my my fantasy wasn't in the ballpark. My my fantasy was way off. Darnell killed fantasy. 
But um, we'll go get them at round two. But uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. I really hope you're enjoying this content. I appreciate your feedback. Whether you love it, whether you hate it, shoot me a DM on Instagram, hit me up, give me a call, whatever it is. We want to know what you think, and uh, we want to know what we can improve on. And uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. And we'll be back in uh, two weeks' time, Wednesday morning, before one thaggy round two. We'll hit you with the preview show. Thanks for listening. Yeah.